There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back to the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom. And to the left of me, we have... Uh, my name is Brooks. Brooks Whelan. Yeah. JB. Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Andy Brad Bernard. And Brooks Whelan's going to be at Acme this weekend. Um, I have the times. Oh, I thought I did. Oh, yes. Friday and Saturday, 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about Brooks and uh, comedy and all the fun stuff. Yeah. We'll be right back here on the Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
Texas Weezer. Oh, this is a Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you at? Wait, you didn't know what song that was? <laughs> we, were just, we were just talking yeah. about Weezer's remake of... Um... That's like one of the most famous songs of the 90s. <laughs> I know. I was a kid in the 90s. <laughs> yes. I'll bust, I'll bust I mean, out like, why you were kid. an older kid in the 90s. I was only 13 by the time the 90s was over. I mean... I mean, that song's yes. still played pretty frequently. You yeah. just played it. I'm yeah. sorry, I was just flabbergasted. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I not, basically never yeah. drive, so I yeah. never have the radio on. Okay, I walk look, everywhere. Never mind. Okay, I've made see, a terrible no, error. But see, that's how I feel about today's music because my kids listen to this music, and I reckon I can recognize the voice, but I could not name. Oh yeah, the no, artist that's I'm, singing it. A hundred percent, I I agree. I, I'm just like, oh, that song was on every day for like ten years. Right. Oh, I know. But like, of- I, but I don't know anything about today's music yet. A lot yeah. of them now are one-hit wonders, and nobody calls them one-hit wonders anymore. Yeah. It's a lot of more solo artists. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess it's true, though, with pop music. Like, I'm like, pop music sucks now versus back in the day. And then I look back in the day, I'm like, oh, no, that sucked then, too. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. That's true. It yeah. sucks because we've heard it before because it was the exact same thing. Well, right. a lot of the music today, it's like the same song. Over and over and over. It's like mumble rap. Like, mumble yeah. rap is yeah. the worst. Yes, what is that? My kids are talking about that. I'm like, this is your guys' rap music? And they're like, yeah. yeah. What happened to the Humpty Dance? Right. Yeah, <laughs> Humpty Dance or, or when it started in my generation, Rapper's Delight. Yep. You yeah. understood just... Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. No, it's Sugar Hill. Okay. Sugar Hill Gang. What am I thinking yeah, of? Like, well, yeah, That's the second you, thing about that you said rap. Rap started with the Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> Well, that was the gang. Uh, the Humpty Dance was Digital Underground, right. and Tupac started off with them. Right. So, yeah, I love that funky hip-hop stuff, but, yeah, today's hip-hop is just, oh. We sound so old. I know. Yeah. I, I know. That's probably what our but parents even, thought of yeah, us, exactly. right? But even with that stuff, I had to sit my sons down once, and and I played different rap songs. And then played the song it was being sampled off of. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, even songs about, like, the police and Steely Dan yep. were being stolen for rap songs. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think... yeah that's uh, uh, Puff Daddy stole, um, <laughs> he stole Every Step You Take. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, even the song, like, Under Pressure by Queen. Yeah. Yep. And everyone, Ice. and then they hear it, and like, they stole Vanilla Ice's song. I'm like, no, no. that's not how it goes. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you have to. You literally, when you hear the song ramp up at the start, you literally have to sit and wait to figure out it. it yeah, which song is which this? Which song is it? Mm-hmm. Is it Vanilla Ice or is it Queen? And you mm-hmm. go, oh, okay, it's okay. I'll turn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brooks, what kind of music do you like? I mean, I like I like um, alternative rock. Like My Morning Jacket's my favorite band. Uh-huh. Jack White's great. Yeah. Yeah. Arcade Fire. Well, it was, fu- it was funny because like, when I f- first thought you were going to be an Acme, I'm thinking, Brooks Whelan, isn't that a country singer? Because your name is so... Yeah. Well, I was born before Brooks and Dunn got big. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, like, that was primo. Like I was probably like six mm-hmm. when he blew up. And then oh. people are like, were you named after him? I'm like, I'm, f- I'm six. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was just funny. I'm like, Brooks Whelan. Isn't that a country artist? When did he started doing comedy? You know, he's in town. He's got that country vibe. Sure, yeah, yeah. 
Um, named after Brooks Robinson, who's a baseball player. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah, he's a baseball player. Uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Third one of, baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, yeah. We're always... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, people like argue over like who's kind of like top third baseman, but th- he's always up there. Yeah, he... Basically, he's either number one or number two. Yeah, he and had number like, one in most. Yeah, exactly. He had like eighteen Golden Gloves in a row. Right. Yeah. He. Uh, he. In, it, you see these plays commonplace now. You even see like a, uh, Sano for the Twins, who's. Has been as fat as almost three hundred pounds playing third base. Right. Um, where they can dive to, dive to their their right, get up and throw. Brooks Robinson started that hole. Yeah. You know, somebody has to start it, and other people have to see it to go, I can do that too. Right. And Brooks was the one who. Yeah, he was dope. My dad used to take me to baseball card shows and, like, pawn me off. Like, he'd be like, I named this kid after you. And then he'd be like, oh, cool. You want a baseball card? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's a cool name. No, I like that name. I mean, bro. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, so you have done so much. I was looking at all the stuff that you've been on. You've done a lot of Comedy Central stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just thought, it was like, oh, wow, you've been in, you know, and then you were on SNL for a year. Yeah, I did all the things I wanted to do mm-hmm. that I didn't think were possible bef- by when I was 26. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I set my goals low. <laughs> and then uh, it was kind of a crisis after that of what to do. Oh, yeah, because I know I saw that you were only on SNL for one season. Yeah, I got bounced. It was tough. Yeah, I bet. Well, I mean, but making it to SNL, I mean, that's a huge. It was cool. Yeah, I thought I couldn't, I uh, never would have thought I did, wouldn't have gone great. Yeah, because yeah. well, I, I was reading about it. Like, you went in expecting that you weren't going to get it, or like. Well, I never, I never take, uh, I never took it serious because it's, it's so insane, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I just like each step of the process, I was like, well, it's cool to even be this far. Like, yeah. And I would never get nervous. And then when I got on the show, I got super nervous. I bet. Well, yeah, because I mean, that's a huge, I mean, it's like a big shoe to fill to be on SNL as yeah. a comedian. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, because I saw that you, like you had no experience like with sketch comedy. And no, I'd like never that. written a sketch. I just I thought I was gonna maybe get to come on and do update because that's when Seth Meyers was leaving. I was like, oh cool, maybe I'll just do update. Oh um, okay. And then I did a few updates stand up wise, and they went great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jost did update, and Jost is great at update. And then that's when I was like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna do great on this show. <laughs> well, it's still totally fine. I mean, this is like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what are you doing now? I mean, are you just trying to just go? Do more stand-up? Yeah, I'm and... working on a new hour. Like, uh, I'm gonna do, I'm honing it this week at Acme, and then I'm going to go to Comedy on State and film it and give that to, like, Netflix and Comedy Central try to do an hour with the, one of those guys. Oh, cool. Then pitching a TV show um, with two of my friends around right now that, um, well, I guess I probably shouldn't say. I'm just pitching a TV show. To so you must stages. live in, you must be based in California. Yeah, I live in L.A. And then I do, um, you know, random acting and I'm in a cartoon that's on TV right now called Big Hero 6. Oh, yeah. oh are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. I wonder if my kid watches it. <laughs> it's on Sunday mornings at 9. Check it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe 8 Central because I forget that. Yeah, we're know, an hour Pacific, behind yeah. from the East Coast. Yeah, watch it. It's really good. It just yeah, started in June. Yeah. So I love what channel movie. is that on? Disney Channel. Oh, Disney? Okay, yeah. we have that. Um, but yeah, so you're just kind of, you know, hitting the clubs and then you, yeah. so now that I love the Netflix thing and I think that's a good outlet for comedians cause that's the only place I watch comedy special. Oh, uh, t- uh, totally. It's like important for TV shows to get over on a Netflix because it's the mm-hmm. only place people watch 
traditional television anymore. Well, yeah, because I remember watching comedy specials on HBO and Showtime mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But do they even really do them anymore? They do. Uh-huh. They just they don't promote them. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, it's just like they don't get them to where people are watching TV the most, which is online mm-hmm. streaming. Yeah, yeah, streaming. I yeah. think I think Netflix has. I wonder because it seems like the last like what ten years, a comedy has seen a resurgence i think yeah i'm like and i think netflix might be uh, like hurting it a little bit mm-hmm. by releasing a new special every week to where yeah. it like i'm like whoa man we're gonna get everybody bored of stand-up again <laughs> yeah it's a little too available yeah, but then i'm one of those people who and it just depends who it is but i want to see a new special every week because i want to yeah. but there's there's some that are being introduced out there they're in different languages. Yeah, they're and dropping like formats. Yeah, they're dropping like forty-seven specials called like World, the World One or whatever. Oh, right. I want to watch one in Japanese. That'd be so fun. Uh, there is yeah. there is <laughs> one in Japanese or Chinese. I, I with my dyslexia and me trying to read subtitles, it's like okay, this isn't going to work. You're for like, me. I just got to learn Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's easier than having to read this. I think. Well, see, my my youngest boy, he's obsessed with Godzilla. So he likes to watch the old Godzilla shows or movies and stuff. Yeah. So I just laugh because the, the way they, because they dub over English. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, and he doesn't get it. He's like, why why are their mouths moving when nobody's saying anything? Oh, <laughs> How old is your son that he loves Godzilla? He's six. That's a, that's a funny thing to like for a six-year-old. <laughs> he's <know>? obsessed. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah, he's, he's so cute. He, he has his tablet and he'll go on YouTube and listen to the song, Go, Go, Godzilla. So nice. he'll be listening to that, and he's got all of his little Godzilla figurines lined yeah. up on his bed. And... Dude, and the last episode of the cartoon that aired, my character is obsessed with Godzilla. He, he, he They're called kaijus in yep. Japanese, so he brings a kaiju to um, America, and it gets it gets, it gets out of control. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's the last episode. Oh, I'll have to see if I can find it, like, you know, like on demand. Yeah, it's Disney. It's on demand, Big Hero 6. It's, that one's called Kentucky Kaiju. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'll have to, he'll definitely have to watch it. Yeah, he's so funny. He's so cute. When, and he's just, uh, and he was like, you know, in, in Asian language, they don't say they're L's. So how they say Godzilla, it's, how is it, Andy? It's uh, Gojira. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, he's not getting it because he's just like, well, why do they say it differently? And like, because, honey, they don't pronounce L sounds in, in their language. So right. they, well, that's not fair. I can't say it the way they say it because he just yeah. can't. He can't. Oh, right. I know. And he he's, he, he's too young to do a racist accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's just he's in that mindset. No, I know. I'm saying he just can't. Oh, yeah. yesterday he told me he wished he had brown skin. Yeah. Because all of his friends have brown skin. I mean, he's, that's. I mean, you want to fit in? Yeah. That's what's so cool about kids. Like they're just like you can. Yeah. They just want to play. Yeah, you can't. Mm, true. You have to be kind of taught hate. Yeah. yeah, they're so naive yeah. and innocent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, yesterday he's like, I want to have brown skin. I said, well, honey, you can't have brown skin. You have light-colored skin. That's how you were made. And and he's like, well, all my friends have brown skin, and I want to be like my friends. I'm like, well, honey, maybe they like you because you're different from them. People like different people. So it's trying to explain this to right. a six-year-old is very bizarre because <laughs> yeah. he just doesn't understand. And, um, but yeah, I just, well, my oldest boy, when he was about the same age, he's like, why do they call them black people? They're not black, they're brown. <laughs> and I'm like, I, 
I don't know. They just, that's what they say. Look, dude, I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, just man. go with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's funny when I get those, such a grown-up conversation <laughs> with a six-year-old. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Cause I'm like, how do I do this without sounding, you know, you know, or putting too much pressure on the kid or something? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know good. if you guys saw it a while ago um, on social media. There was a picture that was being circulated of two boys in like first grade or second grade um one was white very white and and one was black and and the kid came to school the the white the white boy came to school with his head shaved to be just like his best friend oh oh and he said now the teacher won't We'll t- we'll tell that we're brothers. Oh, it's great! Just so because cute. he shaved his head, it was yeah. super cute. I know I love kids, especially when they're it's that like age. They just they, before they, they get don't all puberty. understand. <laughs> <laughs> before they understand that there's so much like they, horrible hate and right. ridiculousness in the world. Sure, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I tell my kids. I mean, they're they're on Facebook and stuff, and I'm like, just scroll past anything political. Just keep going. I just. I just <laughs> You know, if it's something super negative and it's always, if somebody's always going to be negative, I just hide all of their crap. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I don't, my, like, Andy doesn't go on Facebook at all, but he sees me pretty much like just go and scroll for like a couple minutes every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have anything bad pop up on my feed because I've weeded out all the crappy comments and all the crappy people that just complain about everything. It's unnecessary. So- so, so like I a, literally use it for keeping in touch with my friends. Which yeah. is what it was Aren't supposed to be, to be for, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be a way for him to make money. Well, so that's true. Yeah. 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 So, like, with stand-up comedy, how do you walk that fine line without offending somebody? Um, or I mean, you just don't care? Well, no, I, I read the room. Like, if I'm in L.A. or New York doing mm. 15 minutes, I don't feel like I'm beholden to the crowd like I don't owe the crowd anything because it's not my I'm not headlining, mm-hmm. so I'll go off on my own political beliefs and stuff like that. But um, when I'm like headlining, like at Acme, I, I'm more understanding that like, hey man, it's my job to make sure this room and it has a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do like, you know, my, my like, you know, I'm not a crazy, I'm not a Trump f- fan, but my dad is, so I tell, talk about how my dad, you know, like how he burned me once for liking Bernie. So it's like, <laughs> oh, we got a joke for everybody for that, that I made yeah. fun. Like, and then I'll, what I, and then I'll like have like a Trump dig, but it's like very, it's maybe 30 seconds of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and most of the time I just kind of steer clear of it. Like when I'm headlining, unless it's like the crowd that comes to knows me completely you know like if it's a small 100 person show i can be like okay you guys are aware of my sensibilities i can you know uh but if it's not if it's you know a lot of people got free tickets i'm like you know what, let's just make sure everybody has a good time right yeah and we'll talk about red lobster instead of po- politics <laughs> <laughs> well we got to take a quick break right now but we'll be back here with uh brooks Whelan. he's going to be at acme this weekend we'll be right back here on the tom bernard show cool it's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds, and I have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast, and one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. 
Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. If you are a homeowner, you do not want to miss this free event. We are hosting a free seller workshop where we are going to teach you how to net between $30,000 to $60,000 more on your home sale. Plus, we are going to share our proven systems that will instantly put the control back in your corner. Guarantee yourself the results you deserve when it comes time to sell your house. Our exclusive workshop will be sold out shortly, so call now to secure your free ticket by calling 763-401-SOLD or by visiting sellerworkshop.com. This free seller workshop will be held the week of August 6th. The last workshop sold out very fast, so hurry and call Chris Lindahl Real Estate today to save your free ticket. So call now, 763-401-SOLD or visit sellerworkshop.com for times, locations, and to secure your free ticket. Okay, you know how it works. Uh, I don't promote people that aren't the real deal or don't do the right thing. This is not a bare-bones situation at all. And the best part is it's free. There we go. <laughs> now this is Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> this is Weezer's Africa. Yeah. yeah. Stop what you're doing, cause I'm about to ruin the image God, I miss this old school hip hop, I do. It's just fun. Yeah, I mean, original hip hop was all about, it was all about talking about the party and your clothes and your gal or your guy. That's all it was about. It wasn't right. about tearing anybody down, starting any fights or anything like that. It was, I mean, it was about the party. Yeah, and also, I just, like, the NWA movie came out, and they're like, they were so hard. I'm like, they're lyrics, man. One of easy easy lyrics, like, I'm going to kick you in the butt and wash your mouth out with soap. I'm like, that is not hard. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, we're forgetting most of their lyrics. We're thinking of their song. Yeah. Oh, I think I think that's where, like, hip-hop really turned was when... I mean, I love gangster rap for me I personally. I do too, but when that gangster rap came back in what, 92, 93, around there, that's when I think it really started turning the hip hop into more of, you know, gangsta and being yeah. thuggish. And- well, mean- the murder rate in America skyrocketed around then, so people yeah. were singing what they saw. Pretty and much. That yeah. was a lot of murder. Yeah, especially in inner city. Yeah, a lot of income neighborhoods. Gang violence started right. around then. My but. biggest thing with with like today's rap is that you can't understand half of well, what they're saying. That's why they call it mumble rap. But so you know, I know what they're probably saying the same thing over and over and over right. again. But they're mumbling it so you don't yeah. know. Right. So it's like I think pretty much as soon as two thousand came around, like rap just like yeah. plummeted. That's yeah. It used to be. Like, before that point, it was pretty good. Even 90s rap was good, still. Uh-huh. It just... Well, well, yeah. The yeah. funniest Largely. comment I ever heard was Dick Clark in, like, 1984 said rap was a fad. Yeah. It was a fad. It was, it was just going to come and, and go. And it was going to come and go. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> was Dick Clark wrong. Nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing like an 88-year-old giving an opinion. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> that gangster rap, it's not going to last. Yeah. This internet... Who said the internet was dead? Prince? Somebody? Some... A lot of people thought it was going to. Yeah. Gonna... yeah. Well, I, I, well, no, I don't think so because Prince. No, I mean, I love Prince. I wasn't, but like, somebody was like, the internet's but see, dead. But see, he, 
he was kind of one of the first people to really put their music out there digitally with um which angered his label yeah um Prince and don't care. what it, right. what was it called NP, uh mp3s no, his label. It was New Power Generation. Generation. Oh, okay. NPG. NPG Records. Yeah. And people would go online to actually order or I don't know if it was available for downloads. Right. But you could go, you could scoot around, you know, the uh, Sam Goody and Best Buy. And, yeah. Right. So he was kind of like one of the he was first. a distributor. Yeah. Putting his music out there. That's on great. Inter- I internet. saw him live once. This is the best. He's a Looney Tune. Who? Prince. Oh, I know. He w- he was bizarre, but he was I mean, a loved genius. Him. Yeah, no, he came out. He was playing twenty five shows in L A. for twenty five dollars a ticket. Right, uh-huh. I heard about yeah, this. Yeah, and uh, I went to like a Tuesday show, like way up in the rafters, is at the Forum, and then he was like two hours late, which is crazy because <laughs> he was living <laughs> but, there. But that's Prince. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then he showed up, and he he started by saying, "How's everybody's uh, Saturday night?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Dude." We are so far from Saturday on both ends. <laughs> like we're in the middle of the week. He, um, there's a story about him that is told by a professional, a former professional basketball player, and I can't think of the guy's name. But oh, uh, the Chappelle Show story. No, that's, that's that, no. This is, that's, that, that's that that one about Prince is. Um, it's different from this. This uh, is a, there's a million different basketball-related Prince stories. Related Prince story. I, wanted, <laughs> I honestly this, wanted to run a show at UCB in LA called um, Prince Stories, and it would be two real Prince stories and one mm-hmm. fake one in the audience. You had to figure out. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Awesome. Yeah. There's has so to... many insane ones. He, everything he did was crazy. It was awesome. But Sorry, go ahead. Rented a professional's basketball player's house. This is when he was oh. doing the 25 shows for 25. This is that I time. I know what you're talking about. And like, didn't he like renovate it or something? He totally renovated, moved the, all the guys' furniture and everything out of the house. <laughs> he ripped it out and put it in a hair salon. Salon. He put it, he had a purple, purple carpet laid on the, on the roadway leading to the. Dang. Because it was a mansion, it was leading to yeah. it and whatnot. Well, the the NBA player hurt himself playing in a game. He figured, uh, you know, like, why should I travel with the team? I just got a rehab. So he went back home, and he said he got home and didn't recognize his house. Got in the, the place he had made one, like he said, made one place a, a barber shop, another place a dance floor, this, that, and the other. And he's like, he called. Prince is like, dude, what's going on? He said he kept calling and kept calling and couldn't get him. And he finally, Prince called and said, don't worry about it. You won't know I was there when this is over with. And the guy's like, how is that possible? And he said, when the time was up, Prince paid him the rent and then brought all his stuff back and returned the house back to the normal way of looking. He's crazy. Dang. <laughs> So he spent all that extra money to change it and then, and then change it back. He lived there for one month doing those shows. That's what he was doing. It's insane. He yeah. kept yelling at us for not – he's like, y'all ain't giving me what I need. And uh, then he started played the opening for When Doves Cry, you know, like do 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 And the whole arena went nuts. And then he just goes, no, nah, you don't deserve it. And he never played it. Oh, <laughs> which just, song was that? When Doves Cry. Oh, my God, I love that song. No, it, so does the arena that's there to see friends. <laughs> they were devastated. And I, I was the only one that was like, this is amazing. He, he's that, done that's that. That's the most gangster move ever. Yeah, was, you don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, you don't deserve it. Clearly, that was when he was probably on 
some painkiller. No, I loved it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, he did that a lot. Like, yeah. and there was times like he'd have a concert, and everyone's expecting him to sing, you know, his hits. I know some of the racier stuff he quit doing because of him becoming a Jehovah's Witness, mm-hmm. but he would still do, you know, stuff from Purple Rain mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And he would just come out and just jam. He'd hardly even sing. He He's just, great. He, he. That's how he was. Well, he had a, <laughs> he had a pseudo jazz band uh-huh. called Madhouse Six. Yep. Well, when and we, most people didn't know yeah. that it was him. Well, when I went to Paisley Park and took the tour, we went into his recording studio. And they played, he was actually working on a jazz album, and they played a little bit of what he was working on, and it wasn't finished yet. So it was fairly new stuff. So I don't know how much he actually got laid down on track and right. then was going to distribute it out. But, yeah, Prince, he was he was a genius, but he was very – he his ego was huge. Oh, it was awesome. He deserved it. Yeah, he's just one of those people, like, he's you so arrogant, but he could get away yeah, with it. Yeah, you don't it. want Prince to be normal. No, he was just <laughs> – true. I mean, one of my favorite things I ever saw was he, when he made his appearance on New Girl – yeah. Did you ever see that? I did not see this. Oh, my God. The reaction that they had when he came up. It's hilarious. You have to watch the YouTube yeah. clip. Ch- Chappelle called the day he died Black 9-11. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That that was fun. Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood oh, Story man, about Oh, man. Talk about funny dude. What <laughs> a bummer that he passed away. I know. And I know. I didn't even know he was sick. And then I realized. He got sick real quick. Well, see, when I start, when he came on to Black Jesus, that's on Adult Swim. Yeah, my friend Mike Clattenburg uh, made that. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he made Trailer Park Boys, too. Oh, I, I love both of those shows. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when I saw so Charlie... So Prince made a... Oh, Charlie Murphy. Charlie yeah, Mur- Charlie, Charlie Murphy. Murphy was that's what you were saying. I kind of didn't sorry, catch the segue. I know. We're, we're kind of <laughs> going all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> what did Charlie Murphy die of? He had, like, um, leukemia, I yeah. think. But see, like he he looked great on the Chappelle show, and we didn't really see him until Black Jesus came out, and he looked so thin. Yeah. And I'm like, did he like try and lose, lose weight? weight or well, is he, he was sick. Yeah, I've had people ask me, "Are you okay?" And it's like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, I, I want or, that to happen to me. And it's like, <laughs> did you lose weight on? Per-? My doctor even asked me that. He said, "I said, hey, I'm coming here for my yearly physical. You didn't tell me if I'm sick, but yeah. no, I did this on purpose." Yeah, but yeah, Charlie Murphy. I wish. Oh God, he was so funny. And Charlie when, is funnier than Eddie. Yeah, they, well, they're they're but, different. But Eddie has that charisma, mm-hmm. and Charlie's more in your face. And yeah. when, when Eddie broke, Charlie even because there was I saw Char, uh, some clip Charlie telling Eddie, "No, dude, we're gonna push you because you got you got what it you takes." You got the juice, right? Well, he was better looking right. than Charlie, and he just he had more. He had more charm to right. him. Whereas Charlie's going to hit you right between the eyes and, you know, hit you hard and, and break it down. And mm-hmm. and back then, people weren't ready for that. They were they were, they were into, you know, yeah. what Eddie brought. And, you know, Eddie was Eddie bombed his first season on SNL. They weren't putting him on at all. And then they ran out. They were running short on time. I think it was like Dick Ebersol was the head. It wasn't, wasn't when Lauren was there. And uh, they were they literally needed five minutes. They're like, Eddie, go do five minutes at the end of the show. And it popped so hard that they're like, all right, we should work with this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. But he was like blanked for like 18 episodes. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't um, even know I remember, that. The first thing I remember is, is Gumby. 
Yeah, yeah that was that was. I think that was later. I think it was after they started letting him right. do his thing. Gumby with the cigar Gumby. or whatever. <laughs> I'm Gumby, damn it. Yeah. So, like, what was your what was your like favorite thing you did on SNL? Uh, anytime I would do Weekend Update, I was always having a blast because it's just my stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funniest thing I probably got on that was sketch wise was uh, me and Ed Norton played guys who uh, were critter control specialists and we get tricked by possums and murdered. <laughs> yeah. we get pulled into a wall during a meeting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's funny. That's called critter control is on there. Yeah. Cause I, with us, when I watch SNL now, um, it's almost like I just want to pick which sketches I want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Most people are that way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's why we remember it more fondly from back in the day. You remember the positive sketches. You forget about yeah. the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that and what's nice about today, though, is we have that option yeah. to go on YouTube and find the sketch we want to watch. Because there's times where I've watched SNL and the skit is either too long. Right. Oh, I'd say most of the time. Or yeah. They, or they don't know how to finish them. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like, like getting like uh, it's time to wrap this. Also, up. it's it's sort of like the SNL sketches that are pre-taped, not live. Mm-hmm. Those ones are always great because like that's the format of sketch we're used to now with Key and Peele and uh, right. and yeah. Chappelle show, and it's kind of like the live sketch format doesn't tr- translate as well to you know 2018 versus in 1996. Mm-hmm. I mean 1976 when it was like going, you know. It's like if SNL was all pre-taped, I think it would be, you know, the greatest sketch show. But they have to do a lot of live stuff to keep it live. Yeah. And those are the ones that are tougher to pull off. Well, yeah, and especially with having a live audience. Yeah. Let, so. me, let me ask Brooks this. Have you been told yet by somebody, Brooks Whelan, you know headliner? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> no, um, I no, I don't think so. I mean, I would say, I'd be like, have you seen my show? <laughs> no, we're just, um, Chad Daniels was once told by Lewis, Chad Daniel, you know headliner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Lewis, is, Lewis and I are pals. This is the uh, third time I've come yeah. back and headlined, so I hope that he feels that I'm a headliner if he keeps nah, he, back. he was pulling... Chad's like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, he, he likes to do that. Well, yeah. Chad's also from kind of around here, right. so it would yeah. be kind of ruder if the first time I met Lewis, he said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, headliner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I uh, the first time that I walked up and introduced myself to Lewis, I scared the crap out of him. He was outside, out front, smoking. Yep. On the phone, and I walked, started walking toward him, and I basically cornered him on the stairs, <laughs> on the railing. I go, Are "You, Lewis." And he goes, yeah. yeah? I said, don't worry about it. I'm JB. I do the show with Tom. He goes, oh, how you doing? Yeah, he's the best, man. That guy's a guru. I think he should teach. He's the best. Him and the, these um, girls who book comedy on State and Madison uh, and their father and mother who own it are the two like best club owners in the world, as far as I'm concerned. I've played you know, 100 different venues. Yeah, we hear that a lot about... Uh, Lewis Acne. gets it, man. Yeah, he like, he gets it. He should teach a seminar on like how to run a club. Like he really should. Like he should go have. To, everyone should have to go listen to Lewis for a little bit. It must be just horrific dealing with some of these other people. Then I mean, I go off on them. Like there's places that I'm not welcome back that I don't want to go back to. <laughs> oh like, wow. Yeah, my agent called me these these this comedy club in Dallas called like hyenas or something. I don't care saying their name cause I'm never playing there again. And, um, he was like, yo, what, yo, they don't ever want you back. I'm like, that's fine. I don't ever want to freaking be back. There. These guys run a terrible operation. Yeah. And well, 
and it's just like you see it done right at Acme, and right. then you don't want to have to deal with it done poorly other places. So what is it that makes a good club and what makes a bad club? Respect for the comedians. If you respect the comedians, the comedians have a good time, and then they bring a great show, and then that brings in a good audience. Right. If you treat a comedian poorly, they're not going to care. They're not, their show's not going to be as good. And if you're treating the comedian poorly, you're probably treating the audience poorly. You know, you're, you're, worried, you're not worried about the comedy. You're worried about making money. If you worry about comedy first, money money will come. But if you're worried about making money, the comedy's going to suffer, and then you're going to lose money. So what uh, what are things that are done poorly? Like don't pay you, don't pay you on time. I mean, uh, just mis- you, miscommunication, um, just any amount of personal, like being personal. Thanks for coming, goes a long way. I'm just like I give the exact respect I'm given. You know what I mean? Like if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. But if you're a jerk, I'll be a jerk. Okay, well, we have to take a quick break. We'll talk more about Acme. I've been to Acme many times. I love going to Acme, even House of Comedy, but just to go see a live comedy show. But we'll talk about how fun that is and what it is, um, how important it is, I think, for people to get out and see live comedy, not Netflix specials, but live comedy. It's infinitely different. Okay, well, we'll be right back here on the Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here to tell you Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers, come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. One, two, three, four. I think we need a little bit more Ramones in our life, right? I'm... I like the Ramones because they like everyone's like they're so punk rock, and I'm like they tried to sell out. Yeah, they, <laughs> they tried. They tried. They just couldn't. They just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, which I is think, more endearing, I guess. Yeah, I think the only and it's funny because like um, I can't remember. I think he's the only one that's still alive. He still goes around and does like like Crypticon, and we just saw him last this last Crypticon that last November. It was PJ Souls. That was in Rock and Roll High School, and then him. Yeah. And they were, like, signing autographs and stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, I dig them. I, I lived really close to where CBGB's was oh, in New okay. York, but it was, it, it had been taken down by the time I was there. But there's still, you know, Ramon stuff all over, like Ramon's murals and stuff in that neighborhood. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. they were huge. 
but I, I'm more partial to the more British punk rock. Yeah, I mean, uh, The Clash is my favorite, one of my favorite bands. Uh-huh. And London Calling is, I feel like, the greatest top to bottom album, top five ever, like up there with a white album. Yeah, it's just one of those, I don't know, it's a type of music, it's just, I don't know. It yeah. makes your ambition just go right out the window and you just let loose and have fun. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was I was going through a breakup, I was bumming and I was on tour and my friend who, um, he was... He's he's a musician and he's he, like I was bumming and he's probably like you're probably listening to the National or something which is I was this is mm-hmm. a real sad rock and then he just made me a mix of all like punk rock stuff and I was oh. like oh this is how you deal with this yeah this yeah. Is, yeah you get you don't wallow you just like <laughs> listen to this and get excited about the future I never understood when people are like they're feeling down and then they go play Boulevard or Broken Dreams or something <laughs> it's like why well, I know man my, yeah. my then you you're allowed. Then you can wallow in your pity even more and even deeper. It's yeah. like the it's like the blues, you know. It's like uh, therapeutic yeah. depression. Yeah, the worst thing to do after a breakup is to put on a country album right. or anything. I I would bust out like ACDC or something like that just to get me out of that funk. But yeah, some people can pull themselves out of it, and some people can't, and that's when the deep depression happens and mm-hmm. suicide. Yeah. And all that yeah, stuff. It's social media doesn't help. Oh, anymore because like that's just like a form of self-cutting that i had to like it get really over is because yeah. like, also you're it's bad you're, you're not posting on instagram like uh oh i'm real sad today you know you're only posting the best parts of the right. day so you're like you're like i wonder what they're up to and you're like oh they're killed they're having a great time like yeah 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 i mean my husband just mentioned that last night mm. on his radio show that and he goes, I'm even guilty of it myself. The first thing I do in the morning is I grab my phone, I open up like Facebook or social media, and just seeing you're starting your day off negative. Yeah, because I mean, I got off Facebook, but I mean, I, I'm at no point off of Instagram. I like photography, but like, I will. It's uh, easier to not see the negative posts on Instagram. Well, though. I just follow people who take good photos. Like, if you're not, I like photography, so I just follow, mm-hmm. like, Nat Geo and, like, all sorts of, you know, the U.S. interior. Yeah, Nat Geo's not going to be like, this is what I think about Trump. Right, yeah, so I just, I just like following that. But then I am still addicted to it to where, like, I'll check it, and then I'll put my phone in my pocket, and before I do anything else, I pull it back out and just, like, instinctively yeah. click it again. I'm like, whoa, what's this awful... <laughs> Like thing I've trained myself to do. Well, it's almost like smoking. Yeah, Whereas, exactly, yeah. I mean, like technically, if you're smoking, you know, you don't really need to keep on going up and down like that. Yeah. But that's just kind of the motion. Yeah. I will turn on Facebook if the first post is negative. Yeah. Out of I, there. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I I just got off of it totally, which I I'm supposed to promote on it. For my shows, and I'm, I just I just stopped. So the other thing I did was I joined the uh, NHL uh, rumors group or something. Yeah. And for some reason, when I turn on Facebook, most of the time that's the first thing. That's so, fun though. So then I'm literally reading about some trade or watching some old hockey fight or something, you know, or some yeah. great goal or something. It's like, oh, there's hockey, you know. Because it got to a point where I've blocked relatives, I've I've blocked long friends. Who Pretty much I would, everyone has. Who who I would still talk to, but I I'm just you just get so tired of the ninety nine thousand posts about Trump from yeah. my yep. sister or or this and that. It's like yeah. okay, we unfollow. get it. It's like unfollow. we we get it. You don't like him, but it, we didn't vote him God. Yeah, stop we, thinking about him. Right, we voted him president. Right. 
I mean, yeah, I just I just don't deal with it at all. I just talk with my friends. Well, what my favorite thing though is these people put out like these causes to get president. I mean, to just the bastard president. And I'm thinking, yeah, your fi- your Facebook post is going to impede, you know, get the president out of well, office. I, honestly, know? I started thinking about that because, like, I mean, we differ in opinions. That probably, mm-hmm. I I don't like Trump, but I'm like me tweeting about him is just what. For me personally, he loves that. Yeah, he's like, he yeah. likes the attention. Yeah. We're talking right. about him. So I'm like, how about if I just try to be funny on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then, you know, I really, I mean, I, I, wanna, I would love to get you guys' point of view. Because he, even you have to agree, when he made fun of LeBron James, you're like, what are you doing? Oh, I dude? know. Like, he's... that's the stuff that he does that I actually right. find hilarious. He's getting in the news is what he's doing. Right. I'm like, he's nothing better to do. Right, he knew that if I, <laughs> if I say something negative about a guy who just, just opened, opened a, a school. school. I, was like, I was like on the ground laughing. Like, that was when I called my dad. I'm like, even you have to agree. <laughs> this is crazy. And there yeah. are certain times where I really think it's not him i have to wonder if he's like doing a bit sometimes right like he's take he's not taking the tweeting seriously so he like says crazy things on purpose to just to see what happens i mean i like to really hope that that's true yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) because i I would think a president would have a lot more stuff to do than yeah send out a tweet talking about yeah that's what i talk about i'm like politics aside i think everyone agrees like hey man maybe tweet a little less right Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody take his phone from him. Just... <laughs> well, that's what I said. I'm like, is he actually the one tweeting this, right. or does he have somebody hired to do, do this? this or... I... I'm, he's probably got somebody to dictate to, you know, like, hey, tweet this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then that person should be like, I don't know, man. He just opened a school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like if, if he told me to like tweet something like that, yeah. I'd be like, I'm gonna change this up a little sure, bit, yeah. you know? Yeah, I feel like he needs a social media <laughs> committee to tell him whether that's a good idea. Yeah, or not. no, for sure. I, I know. It's just like, what? I'm like, you're he's are not the gonna... leader of the free yeah. world. Yeah. Shut I up. I will be interested <laughs> to see if the next president and pretty much all subsequent presidents are like this, though. Right. Because I don't know. it's maybe the only reason it's never happened before is because they didn't really have that kind of platform where they could just say something and have the entire world hear it. Yeah. No matter what, they could just pull out their phone. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the only well, other person who could have would have been Barack Obama. I, and and he did. To, I mean, he did have social media. And he, did. he did use it. He right. used it. But it just he wasn't so personal. Yeah, it wasn't attacking people or. I like, want. I want yeah. so badly for Barack Obama to just tweet. You dumb at, <laughs> at Trump and just see how Trump responds because <laughs> that would break him. Like he would yeah. like, and it, but Obama won't do that. But no, be like, no, because he's Trump would like more go crazy. Yeah, if yeah. someone if Barack Obama called him dumb, <laughs> just a simple "you dumb" yeah, would yeah. really kill me. Digs away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, but he won't. No, people have created memes. Of Barack saying saying stuff like that, but he yeah. hasn't really. No, stuff yeah, like... I mean, and he he wasn't perfect either. I think he was just more quiet about it. Right. Mm. You know who loved to tweet? Obama's brother. Oh really? Oh yeah, um, Malik. I think his name is. Oh, I don't know. He uh, does not like Obama. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, oh. and I mean, he's very active on Twitter. That's and pretty he says, funny if he's like, "My brother sucks." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he really doesn't yeah. like Obama. My he's... mom likes him more. I hate him. Yeah, yeah. Now that number forty-four's term is ended, I am free to declare my support for Donald J. Trump, President of the USA. Wow, is this a real? Di- this is real. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> from Africa. 
So he's like from that side. Yeah. I think he's half brothers with Obama. Well, it sounds like somebody's a little jelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little jelly <laughs> over there. Like yeah. Well, somebody that would be clearly up Trump's way because he's seeking attention too. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. It's just, I'm, whatever your political belief is, I think just everyone agrees. To tweet a little less. I know. I I just don't get it. It's like you have so much to do. You are the leader of the free world. You have to hold yourself. You have a responsibility to hold yourself. Yeah, it kind of it kind of makes us as Americans look uh, like not great. You know what I I mean? I'm I'm like, like, don't embarrass. He's like our dad. You know, it's like don't embarrass us. (laughs) (laughs) God, Dad, shut up, dude. He just opened a school. Don't do that. Keep to say it in the car. I can't imagine what the rest. I would be. I would love to like get a couple people from each country just to get their opinion on what right. they oh. how they view us because of Donald I can Trump. Guarantee you, a lot of it would be bad. Well, yeah. I mean, England, like England, it was like made the Trump balloon or whatever and they're like yeah, look how cool we are for the baby. Trump balloon and I'm like you voted for Brexit you that's right. your version of electing a very you know um, no foreigners policy like, <laughs> they're breaking from the EU which is you know a, very, a hyper conservative thing mm-hmm. that ultimately I don't think will be great for them and then the, the, so I'm like dude you already you, sco- you screwed up like yeah. to, like you a don't lot get to of, I have a lot of friends um, in England because I spent a semester abroad there and a lot of my friends did not agree with Brexit. No. It was so close. T- it was so close. It was close. so close. I toured with John Oliver, and he thinks, he's like, Brexit is ultimately way worse, bad, way worse yeah. than, like, it's a a bad Donald Trump being president. You know, that's just his point of yeah. view as, a, you know. Um, yeah. But he's like, Brexit's really not going to help. No, they're going to, Yeah. Yeah, it's, they, it's like they voted for it, then they were uh, like immediately like, wait, can we undo that? And they're like, no, yeah. you did it. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, yeah, they did. They wanted to like revisit it right, that was, almost right away. That was like Minnesotans voting in Jesse Ventura. And <laughs> yeah, like, we w- w- woke up the next day. And we and just went. wanted to see if we could. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, like, I, oh. You know, it was like people were like, I voted as a joke. Yeah, yeah. but it takes yeah. a well, bunch of you to vote as mm-hmm. a joke to yeah. get a person elected. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, then he was like hanging out making the XFL yeah. while he was your governor. XFL and all, uh, WWE. He came in town and he refereed a match. You're like, dude, be, be, <laughs> be governor, governor, man. <laughs> that. Yeah, but, and he did things that he, that were for him. Yeah. Like he, we yeah. had these ramp meters and he hated them. He turned them all off. What were they? These we had these uh, light controlled ramp meters. Okay. He and you know they're just like stoplights. When traffic is heavy, they'll go red, green, yellow. Or red, yellow, green, or whatever. Okay, yeah. But you can only go one car per green. Yeah, it's like flow oh. control. Oh, yeah. he yeah. didn't like that. Yeah, it's so ramp. He didn't like oh, it. ramp meters. Ramp. Okay, yeah. I thought you meant like ramping up meters. Yeah, no. to like to get on a freeway. Free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he turned those off. Like he turned Russia. them all off because <laughs> he hated them. All I know is I'm hoping Tom Hanks runs because I'll I'll put my vote in for Tom Hanks. I don't care what party he's from. <laughs> I love him. There was talk like people wanted him. To be on the same ticket with The Rock. The Rock, yeah. Dude, but then you got to think about, I mean, honestly, I think Donald Trump's life was pretty great before he was president. Mm-hmm. He's got to be like, I goofed up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think being president would be so hard. Oh. If you're Tom Hanks, why would you want to do that? Keep yeah. being to- beloved Tom Hanks. But that's what people say about um, Trump's wife. She yeah, never she, wanted to be first lady. That's not, and it that, can't and she, be fun. And mm. she's like, yeah, I, 
he basically she has no basically no opinions no well she always looks uncomfortable in her phone yeah i mean she was just like she has no she has no initiatives yeah i mean yeah she didn't want to be first lady and i doubt that she she probably even her head was like all right this will be over with in a little bit and then she's like he did what (laughs) i know every time i see pictures with her and donald she's beautiful but she's just like you can tell uh, she's you just can tell seething. she's very uncomfortable. She's just seething <laughs> on the inside. I she's mean, like, also, I can't wait to divorce what you. A, what a bummer if the whole like the whole world knows your husband is like cheated on you a couple times right. and paid oh, these people. That's got to be heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like half like of presidents, idiot. though. Yeah. yeah. No, it def- so many presidents cheat. No, hundred percent. Which is weird. Yeah. Why cheat if you're like the most looked at person? Well, also to be try to become president, you got to be kind of an egomaniac. That thinks Ooh, yeah, you should deserve bit. to be president. Oh yeah, right. you have to have a yeah. massive ego. Yeah, you got to be pretty crazy to be president. Yeah, you got There's if you anyone who wants to be president, there's something wrong with there's them. There's something crazy, and I mean, like, hopefully it's good crazy. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I'm hoping with all this political uh, junk. That's what I call it. Just <laughs> it's just all junk. Hopefully, it'll bring a new type of candidate. I, I think so, too. In, in my brain, I'm like, hopefully this, like, wakes everybody up mm-hmm. of what is and isn't acceptable, and we go, we you know, we saw what one area looks like of, you know, just anger, and mm-hmm. maybe we try to go back to the other way of, like, common ground. Well, exactly, yeah, because, you know, you just, uh, I mean... It can't even, keep going this way. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it started really, um, not really so much with President Bush... Because he, I mean, when he started office, it was, I mean, 9-11 happened. And yeah, and everyone we, was like gangbusters. Like, we're like, we like America. We love America. Yeah, but then when Obama came into office, it was almost like it went, one, you know, to the left. And now mm-hmm. it's to the extreme right. So I'm yeah. hoping next candidate, it's down the middle. Just do your job. Do what's best for the yeah, country. Yeah, bipartisan or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so, but we are out of time. But well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Brooks Whelan, he'll be at Acme this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Yep. Two shows, both nights, 8 p.m., 10.30 p.m., and I'll post links to buy tickets. Go out and see live comedy, even though it may be serious topics, whether it's political. No, it's not. Not if you come to my show. No. <laughs> well, and if you do, you're going to have fun with it. No, you know? I, I'm going to stick to Red Lobster. Red Lobster? <laughs> stick to Red Lobster, wine, Shows marijuana. But you want to know that there might be that one person that's offended because they're taking innocent lobsters out of the yeah. ocean. That's fine. Yeah, that's you always fine. have that one person that can be a Debbie Downer. Yeah. But yeah, go out and see live comedy. I do it all the time with my husband and it's just a fun thing to do especially if you have a lot of you know negative stuff going on in your life you'll feel a lot better for the weekend it's so. super fun yeah and it's different it's a, it's a movie that the, you're the only person who ever gets to see that particular movie yeah yeah because each, each performance is different yes yeah, yeah. so go out and see Brooks at Acme this weekend and we'll be right back we have Royal Comedy coming in in the third hour uh, that's it for this hour on the Tom Bernard Show thanks guys <laughs>